And here we are again, sitting here at Liberty Fest in Eau Claire, and I'm going to introduce Amy. She is an active parent, and actually she just called herself an activist, <laughs> a parent activist. I remember when they used to call me that, um, and I kind of looked at that and said, oh, and now you wear it as a badge of honor, huh? You should, because it is something to be. And so she works with um, schools, helping schools around the state and in her area. And Amy's going to tell us a little bit about what she does, introduce herself, and anything else we want to just chat about, about what's going on maybe in some of the areas that you've been helping and let us know, because that is one of the things that we do talk about at schools big time. Like a lot of parents, it was COVID that set me off because I knew in my heart and in my soul that it was wrong, wrong, wrong. And there was damage being caused to our kids and all the people talking and all the people making decisions were never mentioning my children. Even worse, they thought they knew better than I did for my children and my individual child. So that's where it started. And it's been a wild journey. We've connected with other parents locally and across the state. And what's been wonderful about it is we're learning from each other. So all this kind of started in COVID. Then we started looking behind the curtain and we didn't like the things we saw. So we started making change, whether that was just talking with our representatives, talking with um, administration, talking with other parents. We've been flipping school boards. We've been taking issues and making noise because believe it or not, there's a lot of people that either don't know or don't want to know about it. So I think our biggest um, Danger right now is apathy. And what I tell people is you need to parent up. We call our group in our locally parent up. We've been outsourcing parenting. It's not acceptable. And we're as much of the problem for sitting back and trusting and expecting people we don't know to have the best interests of our children at the center of what they do. And I think that is very true that before COVID, Parents maybe didn't quite know what was being taught in the schools or didn't pay that much attention thinking that, you know, the, the schools know how to teach our kids. And then we find out that they're teaching them things that we don't want our kids to even know about. Yeah, And we have generations of people now that truly care about kids but they're teaching it from a worldview that they've been indoctrinated into. So how do you push back against that? I, I believe our biggest danger right now, two of them, groups of parents who are really fired up and think that the only way forward is to burn everything down. And groups of parents are really fired up and they do nothing at all except buy the t-shirt with the slogan. Neither are acceptable to me. You've got to get involved and we need to quickly understand what's going on. Understand that it's not just one teacher or one school board or one politician. We've literally built a system now that has rot in it at all levels, whether it's in the governorship or at the DPI or at the federal level in the way funding is coming to our schools. And sometimes it is a teacher. I'm sorry noble and wonderful profession that we've been culturated to never ever disrespect. If you don't respect me, I'm not going to respect you. I agree totally with you. I think that's part of the problem. And I do agree that parents did sit back for a long time. I do think COVID did wake people up because they started having classes at home in their house and they started hearing what was going on. And all of a sudden they're going, what did that teacher just say or what they want you to take your flag down behind your you know behind your computer why it's none of their business what's in my home it was very interesting to sit back and watch and i i was really affected by a lot of that i talked to brett and he was turning point being a young man and said you know one of the things that bothered me was the thought that we were losing our civil liberties all of our civil liberties were just being tossed out the window 
and people still cannot understand and comprehend how that was. And I think part of it is that a lot of young people don't know about our civil they are. So I'm glad to see that you're out there helping and making clear to parents you got to stand up, you got to say. And it's like you got to draw a line. No, I'm sorry, we're not going to do this anymore. I totally agree on the civil civil liberties, and that's because you and I understand what those are, what it's cost to earn them and keep them over time. So we can't just assume that coming to a school board meeting or electing an official changes that. They're not learning civil liberties in school. It's going to take time to get that back in our schools. You better be teaching it at home and putting the armor on your children to advocate for themselves because it's not just pressure coming from curriculum or for teachers it's the culture it's the other kids in the classroom that feel emboldened to bully them and and call them out if they don't subscribe to group think and i can tell you my own kids feel very empowered by watching me they're, they used to be embarrassed now they're proud of it because they know it's because i'm fighting for them and I always tell them to talk with respect to other people, but to never, ever feel like they're not allowed to think differently than someone else in the classroom. I would say that Amy is like a me, because I kind of feel the same exact way. Some of the things that I've witnessed um, helping with a group in my area for school is the fact that we're seeing declining enrollment, yet we're not seeing declining um, hiring of psychologists and all these SEL people and and I, I'm like, what do you mean socially emotional learning? What exactly does that entail? Because socially emotional learning from my child was taught at home. I don't need you to teach him how he feels. Some of this stuff going on about pronouns and all, and how kids have to deal with all these issues and transgenderism and how many more. And we have incidents, behavioral incidences in our schools that are terrible. I mean, uh, in where I live, it is really bad right now. So we're dealing with a lot of different issues. And part of that is parents standing up and speaking up in public is kids being able to say, no, I'm not going to wear a binder. My name is Charlotte, not Charlie. I'm not going to cut my hair short. I'm not going to do it. Even though my friend is doing it, my friend is doing it, talking about wearing Furbies or whatever, I don't even understand it. So it's very confusing to me, but also frustrating as a person and a taxpayer. I live now in a place that has less land than where I've had. Two other places I've lived in Wisconsin, I pay more taxes there than my school going down the toilet. And I think the numbers are showing that everywhere. I, another thing I'd like to tell parents is stop thinking that you can just pull your kid out and everything's going to be happy, hunky dory. The in the private this is everywhere. And these are our schools, our children, our communities. Um, so we've got to fight for them at every turn. I agree totally. So I just want to, if there's uh, any way, I mean, is there a group that you guys have or a website or something that people can go to to get more information? Maybe you'd want to share that. That has actually been one of the biggest um, problems in the parent movement is that we literally are parents. Some of us are working full-time jobs, part-time jobs, four kids running our Cub Scout pack. So we're very disjointed and we don't have any organization to get under the umbrella. Very happily, I heard that last week, Wisconsin United for Freedom has branched out from medical freedom and they have a campaign right now, SOS Wisconsin Save Our Schools. So they, I think, will become a one-stop shop for the kinds of tools and resources that parents need because information sharing, learning what worked in one district, all those kinds of things can unite us. So I would go to um, soswisconsin.org, I think it is.
If you have you had any dealings with Moms for Liberty at all? They're a group too that trying to help. I know there's a chapter of one of I think is in Milwaukee, but then they're all over the place because there's one by me in Marshfield that is doing really well. Um, so people go to Moms for Liberty too. I've done that and signed up so I get their information uh, newsletter. But, um, I think it really is the part of opening parents' eyes and letting parents know and getting the information out. I think Moms for Liberty is definitely growing and I know I'm seeing some chapters pop up. I haven't experienced a situation where they could help yet, but again, more people stepping in, just trying to make it work. I think they're more established in different states. I hope that the people who are starting chapters here are very successful, but yes, that would be another resource. I just hadn't heard of SOS. So thank you, Amy, for stopping by and talking to us. We appreciate it greatly. If there's anything else that you want to say, please do. I wish you the very best working as a group and trying to get the information out to everyone. I always love to chat about this stuff, and I'm glad you ladies are doing what you do, so thank you.